0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. When
1: Fight Back listeners raise their voices, politicians sometimes hear them especially in an election year. Back on March 13th, our phones rang off the hook when we told you that our vulnerable elders, nursing home residents, get less daily funding for food than inmates at our prisons. Well, actually... That is still the case. However, nursing homes across Ontario got a $0.67 increase per resident from the province. It takes effect in July, and it's actually twice the amount advocates were looking for. And apparently the new money will mean better and fresher foods for residents in long-term care facilities. So uh, is this the most pressing need or just one of a host of shortfalls? And uh, how far will this go to addressing uh, what is missing in nursing homes? We have three very well-qualified guests. We have Wanda Morris of CARP, Candice Chartier from the Ontario Long-Term Care Association, and uh, we have Cindy Gap, uh, who just changed the name of her organization. Hi, Cindy. Kathy, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Kathy. Hi,
2: how Hi.
1: are you? Hi, sorry about that. What is uh, the new name of your organization? Advantage Ontario. Okay, that's easier than the last one. Sorry about right. that.
3: Very much so, yes. uh,
1: So what is your reaction to this?
3: Well, look, we're, we're thrilled. They, you know, as as your um, introduction mentioned, they gave us twice what we were asking for, and we're thrilled that the government was was so responses to your listeners to the general public and to our advocacy and I think it will go a very long way to to helping residents uh, receive fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, locally grown produce, of which Ontario has some phenomenal produce, and it will go a long way, we think, to helping address the cultural need for comfort food for those who are... Uh, suffering from dementia and other diagnoses where they do revert back to their early years
1: Mm -hmm. um
3: candace how
1: far will it go i mean i know that when i go to the grocery store i can't buy a tomato for 67 cents or a a single pepper
3: oh hi
4: libby i would say that um I, i think it's going to be a phenomenal increase um i think that the funding will go a long way um, I, I It's really hard to uh, gauge it towards what we as a consumer would go to uh, the market and buy just with all the bulk purchasing and uh, and, and you really, I, I do have to throw in, you can't compare it to the penal system at all, it's like comparing apples to oranges.
1: Uh, why not? Well,
4: what the general public doesn't realize is that the funding we get is for raw food and raw food only. Um, we also get extra funding when it comes to meals and long term care for the staffing, the preparation. So you you if you calculate it out, it's upwards of probably twenty four, twenty five dollars that uh that we get for the ultimate meal experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Um and uh, Wanda Morris. Hi Wanda.
2: Hi there, Libby. Um,
1: so, Wanda, in your opinion, how far does this go uh, to addressing uh, what we need to see in our long-term care homes?
2: Well, well, food actually is a huge contributor to quality of life when you're in a care facility and for individuals that are end-of-life. So I think this is great. And, and certainly better quality protein, fresh fruits and vegetables, those will make a difference. Of course, uh, what this in itself doesn't do is address some of the other issues that we've been hearing about in long-term care facilities, such as the, the resident-on-resident aggression, uh, which has, of course, really struck a chord with our members. But but I have to say that overall, the Ontario budget, I think they, they really paid attention to this issue, and, and I'm excited about how uh, our seniors, particularly our most vulnerable seniors, are a priority with this current government.
1: Okay. Um, Kathy, um so this is great, and I understand that uh, if people are happy with the food, especially people with dementia, that will lead to fewer issues. But uh, the last time we talked, we were talking about uh, some horrible cases of resident-on-resident violence. Uh, so it, it, does this last tranche of funding do anything to help with those issues?
3: we. we- we can't say this is going to solve everything there's no question about that, but it's a tr- you know um need- needing to feel comfortable reverting back to your early years is a trigger and no and if we can eliminate trigger by trigger through food through uh, dealing with different responsive behaviors, everybody's going to be much safer and much better off resident on resident violence. You know, we'll, we'll, it will show a difference in resident staff. Everybody will be much safer. But this isn't the only answer, and it can't be the only answer. Everything has to be done, uh, moved together, uh, progress has to move together simultaneously to, to deal with all of the triggers related to dementia behaviors. Um, okay, so
1: what else would you like to see?
3: Well, what we're thrilled to see is the uh, commitment of the minister for a BSO team in every long term care home. Uh,
1: just explain um, what
3: that, that is, please. It will be in place. That was in the budget statement as well. And it was in the dementia strategy, actually, more appropriate, it was in the dementia strategy that he talked about last week. That's a phenomenal step forward that commitment to have a team in every long term care home. That's exactly what is needed to teach staff to teach family, to teach everyone how to de-escalate behaviors. And, and I think you're going to see a significant increase in, in, uh, in, in containing behaviors through that initiative. That, that was a, a real commitment that we, would, we were looking for and are very pleased to see.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Candice, uh, what are your expectations for that funding?
3: Um,
4: I, I think that that's the, the the heart of the residents that we look after today. Um, we actually uh, presented to government the analysis and the research we did around behaviour supports Ontario, the in-home teams versus the mobile outreach, and it was definitely um, a greater result in decreasing ag- aggressive behaviours on the uh, aggressive behaviour scale as well as less restraints and and uh, um, you name it. So they listened. Um, we actually just published the research in Longwood. So the government really listened to us and and went through our analysis of the fine-tuned comb, and it's going to benefit our residents immensely.
1: Okay. And uh, Wanda, uh, do you think having one team teaching the others, uh, do you think that will solve uh, and prevent cases like, of course, what happened to James Acker, whom uh, our listeners are very familiar with that case?
2: Well, certainly, I think it's a great start. And and the funding for not only the Behavior Sports Ontario, but... But, you know, the dementia strategy that we saw in the last budget, I- I'm very pleased about that. I mean, I'm just here looking at our poll results from our CARP survey on long-term care. And, you know, unfortunately, the results are not stellar. I mean, almost uh, half of the individuals said the facility that where they had a loved one uh, was not well-managed and you know and very few well maybe again half were were prepared to recommend it to um to a friend so it's not what you would call a ringing endorsement of long-term care but i think that we are you know finally seeing uh and 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 libby i commend you through the efforts of this program and others more awareness of what's going on in long-term care and and with that awareness i think public outcry and now of course some funding
1: Okay. Um, uh, And uh, again, um, ladies, uh, do you think that, uh, I mean, is there anything else that you would call a low-hanging fruit that you would think would uh, ameliorate the situation in the long-term care
3: homes? What I'd like to add before we get to that is we're we're also urging the government to measure the results of these initiatives before they go forward really far ahead with anything else because we need to know if it's working first before we launch into anything else. There's there's lots of other initiatives, but I think both Wanda and Candace have said that the Behavior Supports Ontario, we've all been advocating for this for a very long time and for the uh, teams in home, that's what our homes have been telling us they want. That's what they've been saying. So the results, and I, I, you know, sometimes that's that's uh, difficult because it adds to the delay. But I think we're all going to be very pleased with the results. But we need to prove that the, that it works uh, phenomenally well before we move ahead. There's no question we all want more staffing. Uh, there's there's no question about that. And when the government uh, looks at the results and looks at uh what else where else we need to go. Their
1: first thought has to be to increase the staffing. Okay. And uh finally uh Candice, uh do you agree with that or will uh, measuring it will that just hold things up?
4: No, I, I you know the the provincial dementia uh strategy is is has been in the process of doing just that and I think that you've got to break it down like the province has with the different stages and, and you know, sharing the best practices and promising practices. I think that, you know, as a province, we have uh, gone above and beyond uh, with this strategy and in outlining what it is that we do need. And... You know, a perfect example is is government and and the Liberal government listening to the results that we had. And we've actually just done another tranche of uh, analysis uh, with the recent data. And once again, it's showing that in-home teams are making a difference. I'm not a proponent of the minimum staffing. I think if we do any enhanced staffing in long-term care, this is the way to do it.
1: Okay. Ladies, thank you so much for that.
3: Thanks, Libby. Nice to hear from you again. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Bye Bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.